0: to the Money Mentors podcast.
1: Here with your Money Mentor, I'm Jennifer Perry, and this podcast is for you. So if you have a retirement question you'd like us to address, reach out to us online anytime at matsonfinancial.com. There's been quite a bit of action on this Build Back Better plan in just the last couple of weeks, Gary and Laurel. And if you're wondering, okay, will it actually help us build back better? It really depends on who you ask. And there's been a lot of last minute wrangling over these spending and tax proposals. Even President Biden admits. No one got everything they wanted, including me. But that's what compromise is. That's consensus. So based on the latest and what you're hearing, what do you see as some of the pros and cons for the retirees and the pre-retirees that you work with in some of this latest legislation? Well,
0: number one, it's about the taxes and the numbers. This is a huge amount of money, about a $1.75 trillion spending bill. Now, we all agree that our roads, our potholes, our bridges, all that infrastructure that was way back in the 40s and 50s Maybe, in some of the sixties, that needs to be overhauled and brought back we We agree with that. nobody wouldn't. the other side of that, the other things they're spending money on that really has a lot of uncertainty to it, you know, and that's the part that I've got a problem with is isn't the money and where it's going, it's who's going to pay for it and when mm-hmm. and as we know, you add and this is one thing the market has not reacted to. Since 2008, we call the financial reset because anytime we had a tax bill like this of a $1.75 trillion, the market would have ran. It would have pulled out and said, hey, we're not going to do this. We're not going to participate in this. We want a really good plan to know where these dollars are coming from. That hasn't happened. The other side of the coin is there's talk about being the $400,000 income level, mm-hmm. that this is going to affect you or your companies out there. We haven't even talked about those issues. And it actually is going to be a little less than that. They're saying, and now, it's not for less than 400000 but the numbers we read, it's about $75,000. adjusted gross gross income's gonna affect you.
2: Wow. Well, I mean, there's things that affect big picture too. One of them being this initial framework AARP actually talked about it does not lower prescription drug prices mm-hmm. and so I mean we look at these little details of the plan and how that affects you as the retiree and that's the important part because we know inflation's about six percent right now and drug prices are going up and you might get a little adjustment of your bump in your Social Security but it's not going to be enough when you see everything else going up as well so that's why no matter what's happening in Washington and everywhere else you need to make sure that your plan is in place that you can reach your goal still and we have you know these little markers along the way to make sure you're getting there.
0: We call it WIFM, what's in it for me. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at your portfolio, the taxes you're paying, the income you need, and all of those pieces all the way through to make sure your plan's gonna meet your objectives. We talk a lot about, you know, legacy planning, passing on the assets to children and charities and those things you wanna do, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. But the other part of that is making sure that your spouse who's left behind has enough assets to take care of them because if we have this new tax plan coming up and now I've lost a tax deduction because my spouse has passed, I've lost part of those guaranteed Social Security benefits and then now I have to take more money out of my retirement accounts that's going to be taxed. Now I'm pushing myself in these new tax brackets. How long is my money going to last? How much longer am I going to be able to stay afloat, being by myself with the lifestyle that my spouse and I agreed to? These are the things that we're worried about for clients that don't have this information. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast.
1: These days, when we pull up to the gas pump, I think we're all thinking the same thing. Are you I definitely see it. When it comes to my work, I'm spending like $140 a week on gas. And then people wonder why everything costs so much. Gas is just getting outrageous.
2: I would love to do some road trips, but haven't had that opportunity in my schedule. So in a way, it hasn't really changed my habits too much, although I definitely have cringed at the sight of the numbers going up.
0: I don't even really look at the price when I'm at the pump, but I drive a really fuel-efficient vehicle, so, I mean, it's not really that important to me.
2: It definitely makes me take a second look at how I'm getting from place to place, how often, and it definitely makes me want to plan out my day, my week, a bit better.
0: At $5 a gallon, I'm done. I'm riding the bike.
1: we're riding the bike here in Michigan in the winter, not an option for most of us. So we just have to kind of grin and bear it right now at the pump. But I'm wondering, can we take a step back, though, and look at this as investors? Does higher prices at the pump, does that mean maybe there's some opportunities and things like oil or other commodities, other things we should be looking at right now?
0: Well, it's not just about consumption, like we're talking about them actually pumping that gas in your vehicle, but it's also about what items help you keep up with inflation mm-hmm. this is what we're talking about gas prices you know soaring and in, in fact in California where my brother lives he drives a very fuel-efficient car and he lives close to where he works but he's seeing this effect in his budget greatly oh, so I'm sure yeah. yeah and so we, we talked about it and then we adjusted his portfolio like we did our clients portfolio we're adding into that different types of assets that do very well when it comes to inflation hmm. real estate commodities even oil prices right now we're looking at some of our portfolios have gas or oil stocks in them for the very real reason we're seeing that the cost per barrel of oil has gone up substantially Mm -hmm. you know Before it was $40 a barrel, now we're seeing 80, Are we gonna see 120, 180 coming up. That could really drive prices up. So we need those other types of assets in our portfolios to combat that inflation. Once again, commodities, gold, maybe some oil in there, real estate. These are things that if you don't have the opportunity to have in your portfolio, or it could be too costly to put them in your portfolio, that could be something that drives your portfolio to a negative position that you're going backwards when it comes to inflation. And that's why when it comes to our portfolios for our clients, there's nothing, and I mean no security out there, that we can't offer our client if it's right for them. And that means we look at where they're at, what their income's coming out at, looking at taxes, looking at fees, and then adjusting that portfolio to take advantage of markets. And again, we talk about buying low and selling high. Uh It's also what's going to do well in inflationary times.
1: And Laurel, this is why we talk about it's not just stocks and bonds that you should be looking at for your portfolio. And a real fiduciary advisor is going to help you find what are the best options for you, depending on your risk tolerance, your risk capacity, as Gary often talks about here on the show. It's really kind of customized for that individual client, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And what we do first and foremost is we take this little risk analysis just to get to know you. It takes a couple minutes. It's 11 questions. So don't be like, oh my goodness, I'm nervous about that. (laughs) But it's really simple because we want to know Where are you comfortable? You know, your skin might not be as thick as you thought it was going through some of those tumultuous times that we had through COVID. And that's okay, but we want to make sure that your plan is with your comfort zone and also achieving your goals. Mm-hmm. So we start with that and then talk about how do we diversify among asset classes like we're mentioning here, you know, commodities other than stocks and bonds, private equities, hedge funds, foreign currencies, even some structured notes and things like that. But we also diversify across different types of of money, you know, Roth IRA, your IRA, your non qualified assets, because you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, taxes, sure. frame that, as well as other types of things like strategies, how you invest those assets, buy and hold, dividend, all those pieces got to be looked at.
2: And yeah, and to get started, so to take that risk score, that risk analysis, and seeing where you stand, you just go to our website at matsonfinancial.com. That's matson with two T's financial.com. And you'll click on the get my score now and it'll take you just a couple minutes.
0: Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio.